Blog Talk Radio. going to talk Welcome. or not? Evening. Hi. <laughs> I'm here. Good evening. We 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 need to have a conversation oh, about Oh, come on. You. I made it in time. I just made you sweat. Yes, every <laughs> week and I chew my nails and everything. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. You have a good show. I know. I'm bad. I'm bad. Yes. yes. <laughs> but I'm here. Oh. And Tina's here. And I think we're waiting on Emily. Okay. Emily, Emily's I'm here. here. And most importantly, our listeners are here. So thank you for tuning in to Tanya Talks, where your voice is heard and your story is told on Marty Oakley's TS Radio Network. And Stephen Burke's 89.9 FM, KLRB Lighthouse Christian Radio in Oklahoma. We have got a great show tonight, and it's running around. It's all about you guys, you guys that listen, you guys uh, that, that call in, you guys that are curious that for, for the loved ones of your loved ones inside of Oklahoma facilities and facilities where offenders reside everywhere for that matter. Because what we bring to you here on this show is not necessarily exclusive to what's happening in Oklahoma. This happens far too often and far too widespread just so happens that Oklahoma seems to be number one in this public corruption arena. I'd like to hear from others that might not feel that it is number one, but, um, you know, it's sad that we can dedicate ourselves 24-7 to this show and and, and to um, advocacy that many are. And it's still not enough. Well, it's, it is enough. It absolutely is enough because we've had enough. We've had enough. You have heard people calling into the show telling their stories that are validated. And how, many, how often have we cried with the ones calling in? You you can't make that stuff up. You just can't make that stuff up unless you are a very well-paid actor. You just can't cry on demand, not to mention numerous, numerous documents and evidences that have come forward. Consistency with the same places 
the same players, bad actors. Enough. Enough already. It's October 11th, 2020, and I'm your host of Tanya Talks, where your voice is heard and your story is told. And joining me tonight is Tina Gertz, who is co-hosting with me tonight. Tina, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. I'm glad to have you on and um, and help out here. And um, I know that you've been talking to a lot of people. A lot of things have been shared. There's so much. uh, And the the forces that are joined are are tremendous. There's affidavits that are waiting. Um, There's documents that are getting in order and Tina, I, I mean, I know that you were on the phone today sometime for some time with somebody as well. Uh, we spoke, we were on the phone earlier today with somebody. I, I had to get off the phone, unfortunately, but I, you know, I know that it's constant. It's nonstop. Also with us tonight, we have mega advocate, Emily Barnes, uh, and she puts on rallies and she's got her own uh, Paige as well. So, Emily, are you with us? Yes, ma'am. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hi. Thank you so much for, for coming on uh, and, and for – I know that a lot of people reach out to you. You're great at getting the inside scoop, what's going on, <laughs> and um, and um, you are – you're quite the voice. And, and you have your, your your boots on the ground there in, in Oklahoma and are always willing uh, to set up a, um, a rally at a at a facility. And uh, the, the key thing is getting people to show up, isn't it, Emily? Yes, that's 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 one of the issues. <laughs> we need everybody to come. We need everybody to come and show our inmates that we're out there supporting them that they're not alone in there, that people out here care. Yeah. Yes. So, yes, rallies are, rallies are very important. Yeah, yeah, because they're, they're able to, you know, they usually find out when somebody's out there, if they can see out the windows. I know that was the case with the Eddie Warrior, uh, the women's facility, and um, I'm not sure which other ones uh, that they're able to, See outside. Um, can you can you let us know? Which one? It was it was just done, right, Tina? Jackie Brandon. Uh, Jackie Jackie Brandon. Jackie yeah. Brandon. That's yeah. another one. Mhm. Yeah. So you know it's um uh, you know people are inside you know because of uh you know they they have committed a crime uh, not all. Uh, some are wrongfully convicted, and, and far too many are actually uh, um, over sentenced. And um, and by that I mean literally over sentenced, uh, because the um, the time does not meet the standards of the crime, and uh, and that's a huge issue when it comes to. That's not even about reform. That's about accountability. That's mm-hmm. about it, it, it's about holding the prosecutors accountable for what they're asking for. It's also uh, holding uh, uh, prosecutors and some um, attorneys accountable for uh, providing 
a defendant wrong information and scaring them into thinking that they're going to be sentenced to death even um, in matters that would never have been uh, been sentenced that way that do not call for that crime and, you know, lead uh, defendants to believe that um, if I don't want to be sent to death, I better take this plea deal that's life without parole or life potentially with parole. Um, and, and so they're using that starting point as something higher, otherwise be able to be charged. Um, and, and that's quite standard with some of the public corruption that takes place uh, in the courts. Courts. Not only that, people can't afford lawyers. They don't have a choice but to take a plea deal. Right. Right. But but also, many that I'm aware of, many that I'm aware of are, are told something different than what that charge would be. So they're scared into taking a plea deal because they don't have available yes. the research or, or, or a public defender that's willing to tell them the truth. No, they can't charge you with that. No, they can't charge you with this. Instead, it's like, hey, you know, the judge, the prosecutor, and I met at the diner this morning, and we decided your destiny, whether you like it or not. Who else is there to help you? So they do prey on when it happens. It preys preys on those that don't have somebody out there able to look out after them. It doesn't mean they don't have somebody that loves them and cares about them. Some that's true, unfortunately. But in some cases, there are, you know, people that do love them and care for them. They just don't have the resources, the means, the knowledge, the, the education. Um, you, you know, a lot of people don't actually have the internet like you and I have. Um, some people don't have a car. Some people don't have, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. So it's just very, very hard. Um, okay, I just heard from somebody. We're going to get started very, very soon. I just heard from somebody, um, uh, press number one, who wants to call in, and she was sexually abused um, inside. Um, Calling in, don't know how to get to you. Press number one. Um, And this is what... uh, and this is what we're about to hear tonight, people. This is what we are about to hear. But first of all, I'm not an attorney. Uh, therefore, I cannot offer advice. Um, what we're here to do is to offer input. At any time that we have people on the show and we're telling their story, uh, it's verified. Tonight is a night, though, where people are just going to spill out what they're aware of what they know of what, or what's happened to them, conversations that they've had, whether it be with the warden, um, the nurse, or their loved one, or Oklahoma Department of Corrections. Just like we had a few shows that just flew by where we had people calling in, um, we're making it another show like that tonight. Share your story. Share your story. Uh, we really want to hear it tonight. Um, we always want to hear it. So, um, 
Tina, thank I you. I just like got to, that um, message. Um, I, listen, we I know would like that to, um, this whole COVID stuff has gone crazy. And you know what? Um, the ODOC was on the Oklahoma Department of Corrections, um, put out some fire extinguishers, and they still are doing so relating to the food, relating to the COVID cases, relating to the abuse, relating to the unsanitary conditions, relating to so, so much, okay? Uh, but the thing is, guess what? We're, there's like another uptick right now with people complaining because they're in the hot seat and they think that hot seat has simmered down. It has not. And nope. we're getting more calls on this now, potentially, and more messages than when we were a month or six weeks ago when, um, when this was on the news. And, you know, again, that's a, a big thanks to, uh, you know, a couple of people, including you guys, that were out there, you know, you know with your boots on the ground and standing up for people, standing up for the inmates, standing up for the loved ones that can't stand up for themselves. Um, we had a couple of representatives uh, or a couple of town, uh, town staff, you, you know, like in, um, oh, goodness, Taft. Uh, regarding uh, the the breakout in um, in Eddie Warrior facility, uh, that, that they were good enough to to come forward. But where are we now? Where are we now? Where are we now? You know, it's interesting. Oh, I was <laughs> I was um, so, on on a live feed tonight with Oklahoma Corrections Professional, okay. and Bobby was speaking. And he said that they give them their COs and employees two hours to go get tested. Once they're tested, they're sent back to work while they write, wait on the results to find out if they're positive or not. And he also <laughs> said that that's not even what's written in their policy. And they're only being tested once a month. So that was interesting to learn. <laughs> That is nuts. That's absolutely nuts. We have somebody on the line right now that would like to come on. Um, and uh, uh, Marty, uh, yes. why, don't you, why don't you let him on? Does uh, okay. Is he okay with giving his name, or do we need to uh, keep and him what, anonymous? What you, no, this is Malia. And oh, hang okay. On here, let me get her live. Yes. Hold Hello. on just a second. There you go. You're live and on the air. Hi. Hi, Malia. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate that very much. Okay. Um, I'm very nervous. Sorry. Don't worry. Don't, please, we're, we're all here with you, and you're actually doing everybody a huge favor by uh, being willing to speak up and speak out. So Okay. We're here with you. We're here with you. What can you tell us that you are aware of? Well, I was in um, prison in 2017 in Mabel Bassett. Um, I was pregnant. And so it started off with a man doctor, and I was like, well, I'd rather not have a man doctor. I've never had a man doctor, and I've had two other children. And I just felt uncomfortable. Something wasn't right. 
And so he came with the, oh, baby, it'll be okay. I should have known something then when he kept calling me baby. Because I know that's not, I'm I'm in, I did a lot of health care. Even though I have a record, I've got um, a long education. And that's one thing we're not supposed to, that's one thing we're not supposed to call people is baby, honey, love, stuff like that. But I guess I got a bad doctor and he, everybody would talk about him, how he likes to stick his fingers up there. And I was like, well, that's not going to happen with me, you know. And so I tried to prevent it as much as I could. And it ended up to be a real bad situation. Uh, he started, even I had a, I um, had baggy clothes on. I had a thigh rash. He decided to stick his fingers up there, and I was begging him, like, no, no, that's not the area. I don't need cream for that. So I'm a thigh. I just need cream. You know, he's. And what is his name? Stick his, his doctor Amid, and that Dr. was like Who? one of the occasions. Amid, Amid, and and what facility were you in? Mabel Bassett. Mabel Bassett. So I'm so was sorry. Like, first of all, I'm so sorry. Yeah, he did it um, another occasion, and then the last occasion when I finally decided to say something was. It was time for me to have the baby, and he decided to stick his fingers up there, and I couldn't understand checking me, but he was hurting me like it was the whole fist or something. So I'm pushing away, screaming, and I'm like, no, no, stop, stop. He wouldn't stop. And the nurse is like, it's okay. And I'm like, no, it's not okay, and I'm pushing. And he just would not stop. Well, I, he left the room pissed. He comes back and was like, you're not dressed yet. And I was like, no, I'm trying to get dressed. I'm crying. I'm post-traumatic stress. And I'm Did like, what you just happened? No, I, I was just going in to have the baby. Oh, and geez. so it was before the baby. And so I went to my, um, once I left there, I went to the pod and they was like, Malia, you need to tell your the lady that's over the pod. And so I was like, okay. And I told the lady that was over the pod, well, she filed Priya for me. And luckily she did because they took me to a safe house and come to find out he had ripped my vagina, like totally oh ripped it. Gosh. And I was like, oh, my God, is I'm a, am I about to lose the Were baby? What's going on? Were you fight him back? Uh, I, yes, because I was property of the state. It's like I, I can't say nothing or they consider it snitching. And then I'm property of the state. I can't fight back or I'm going to get extra charges. It was like a right. catch twenty two. I mean, they're like, not supposed to. That's illegal. But but this is what happens. Yes, when you become property of state, it's like you don't know what to do. It's like just deal so, with it. And so, for, did they ever take you to the there hospital? Are, there are offenders, inmates, constitutional rights. You do have constitutional rights. You do not have the same constitutional rights as you do now that you're on the outside. But, mm-hmm. um, but there are, you do have constitutional rights, and I'm going to want to speak with you uh, more and and again um, if we could just message each other. I think I have messaged you uh, to call in. Is that right? When I saw your statement, yeah, I've been. Yes, I've been I've been messaging on a lot of groups since 2017, getting somebody trying to get somebody to speak up because. 
a lot of women I've been there know about the situation, but they're not saying anything. And they've been dealing with him for a long time and the whole situation and scared to say something. And I'm like, I know I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only one. And I just want somebody to say something. I have a friend, like, uh, she told me, this is where I knew he was really weird, was when she told me, she was like, he touched my clitoris and then went inside. And I was like, no, he didn't. And the next time I went to him, he did me the same way. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, she wasn't lying. And that's when I knew he was perverted. That's when I knew something was really, really wrong. Out of all the doctors I've been through, no one's ever touched me like that. So, yeah, so your instincts were right, obviously, you know. Um, So then your friend that said that, is she still behind bars? No, she's out. And she's. She, I, when I tried to get tell her, like, you need to speak up, you need to speak up, she speaks up a little bit, but not like she should, like, you know. Well, we're going to the she Department of Justice so. with this, and mm-hmm. so that's why we're going to need, we're going to need to talk with you um, and your friend, okay, um, mm-hmm. and, and and get an affidavit from you, you know, basically that you're, you're telling is the truth, you, you know, as you tell your story. Um, mm-hmm. And the safe house was able to confirm that you have been essentially that you you were ripped. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, this is absolutely uh, the kind of thing that um, I I just give you so much praise for speaking up on this for the last few years as you have. And yeah, I mean, I, I saw your comment, and it's like. Wow, you know, please call in. And of course, I only recently saw it. So um, today, so it, the fact that you caught that and called in, I we cannot even thank you enough for sharing that information. Um, so you have uh, my information from what I sent you, correct? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to ask you to message me so I can reach out to you and we can mm-hmm. speak about um, an affidavit and as well your friend, and your friend can think about it, okay? Mm-hmm. So this is Dr. Amid. Thank you, Emily. Uh, Emily uh, Barnes just shared this with me. It's Dr. Amid um, mm-hmm. Amayan. Amayan. Is that who he is? I don't know his first name. I just know his name. M A. A M A Y E M. Is that? Well, we will find out who that person is. But I have paperwork from being treated. Okay. All right. So uh, we will find out who that person. Okay. Great. So that will be that's that's these are that's a slam dunk. You know what I mean? In my opinion, again, I'm not a lawyer, and you know neither myself, Marty Oakley, or Stephen Burke can be held you know, accountable for, you know, anything that, you know, we're, we're talking about on, on here. But you are providing right now, you're providing um, some great information, and that is very, very important. And you know how it is. When somebody speaks out, mm-hmm. then suddenly, you know, this is a very public forum because we're well heard across the nation, not to mention in, in Oklahoma. We're on a r- Oklahoma radio show right now as we speak, as well as a podcast across the nation. So um, this is when more and more people will start to come out and speak up. 
So what you well, just I hope they is- do. Because his signature move is touching the clitoris and then going in. And I know no one can forget that. No one can forget that. It's not forgettable to me. I know it's not forgettable to my friend. I know it's not forgettable to any woman, especially being pregnant and thinking they're getting the right baby care. So I I know that's his signature. And women off in there, I want them to speak up. That's why I tried to reach out when I got out. Like, y'all need to talk about this. Like, um, he's not, he's far from normal. This is like some type of fetish. Okay. Will you do me a favor? Because we have a lot of people in queue right now. Mm -hmm. Will you do me Mm -hmm. a favor? Will you reach out to me right away? Message me your information, and we will be uh, in touch right away as well. Okay. Uh, Because we're heading to the Department of Justice. Enough is enough. Okay. Yes, um, ma'am. Please do. Um, Okay, so... Uh, please just go ahead and send me your stuff. I, I, I just I don't want to let go of you because it's so important, but we have others in queue uh, to come mm-hmm. on. Please feel free to um, to stay on. Um, uh, you might want to just mute um, okay. uh, so that we don't hear the background with the, with the beautiful noises of family and kids. <laughs> but uh, but okay. thank you so, so okay, much for calling. Okay, thank you so much. In. Okay, okay, thank you. God bless, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'm going to be looking for your message right away, okay? Okay, thank you so much. Thank you, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. justice will be served, God so willing, okay? Okay. And congratulations on your baby. Bye. 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 Um, okay. You know, Marty, who else do we have on? I, I understand there are a few other in queue that would like to speak. Marty Oakley. I understand that we have some more in queue uh, that would like to speak. Okay, so we've got somebody on that would that wishes to remain anonymous. Okay, well, thank you for calling in. I'm and we will see. How are you? Carney, can you hear me? I can. Okay. Um, you I am the person you spoke to earlier today. Um, I just don't know where I need to start. It has been a horrible experience for us for the most part. Um my son is mentally handicapped and was diagnosed when he was twelve. Um, we have been through he was uh, he was a crime, and when he was arrested, he told the officers that he was mentally handicapped and wanted his mom. They ignored him three times. They did what? They ignored him three times, and then told when him. When he asked for help? Yes, and told him that if he wanted his mommy or an attorney, it was going to take six months for the court to get him in the court to get one or to see his mommy again. When he, his actual statement of supposed guilt was, I did something a long time ago in my life, so I'm paying for it now. That is what they held him to. Can you get a little bit closer to the, to, the, to your phone so that 
we can hear you. Yes, I'm so sorry. Um, no, that's okay. I know you're doing the best you can. I'm trying not to break down. Um, <laughs> um, when uh, you wouldn't be the first one that did. We're here with um, you. We're here to hold you. So and I'm sorry I had to get we, off the phone earlier um, the oh, way I fine, did. I had to. Um, when we actually went to court, I could not afford an attorney. Um, and being mentally handicapped, you know, we our funds were drained. I could not work at the time. Um, we ended up with a public defender that told my son his mental disability did not matter. And if he did okay, not what county is this? this is in Tulsa County. Oh, my goodness. Tulsa. The wretched Tulsa. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, told him that his mental disability did not matter. That the fact that the little girl was never harmed did not matter. Um, basically told him, if you don't plead guilty and take jail time, you are going to get the death penalty. Oh he my has goodness. the mental exactly capacity we of a 13-year-old child. I'm sorry? He has the mental capacity of a 13-year-old child. Okay. And this is... And and this is um, in the in the medical records, correct? So this yes. public defender yes. was not willing to use that as your son's defense at all, or on behalf of correct. you. Of course, there aren't any facilities anymore for or at this time for um, uh, to go in and and receive men, uh, mental health help. Um, so they're not they're not separated from you know, the gang members and those criminals. So, okay, so what, um, what not only is he in now? He is, um, he is in Lawton now. Okay. Um, the little girl's um, rape kit showed she was never molested past or present in her life. Oh and this is the fifth person she has accused. My son was the only one ever investigated. Naked in Proposition 18 year old boys. Okay. Okay. I have heard something about this before we even. Okay. Okay. Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, And so this is awful. There's so much into it that I could keep you on the phone all night. Yes. All I have to say is I will fight tooth and nail against yes. Tulsa County in any way I can to for justice, for justice. I I literally, the judge, um, I cannot remember his name. Let me throw the paper out real quick. Um, he is known to over. How old, how old was he when he was sentenced? 18 years old, and he got a 35-year sentence. Okay. I am trying. I have a, I have everything here. I'm trying to pull up the right paperwork to give to the judge's name even. Or I can just make a liar of myself. Okay, here it is. Don't worry about it. You're not a liar. We know that. It's okay. <laughs> 
sorry. I've got don't you worry. In front of me, and I'm trying to find the. Don't you worry. Me. Believe me, it's it is. Um, we're all here with you. Uh, we we want to hear what you have to say. It starts with an M, and it's a weird name. Um, he, like I said, he has been known to over sentence. He told my son, um, "There is no need for this." The victim's mother tried to say that my son caused cancer. Your son caused cancer. Yes, in this child. Musman William Musman is the judge. Really? No, I haven't heard of that. Can you spell the last name? M U S S E M A N. That's one I Musman, have not. Goodness. Okay. That's one um, I haven't heard of. Since he's been in, luckily, as far as violence, he's been safe um, from other inmates. When he was at Cushing before they shut down, there was a um, corrections officer. He was a corrections counselor, actually, by the name of Cotto, C-O-T-T-O. I called him Salami because that's how I could remember his name. Okay. Um, But he printed my son's judgment and sentencing papers, newspaper articles, and everything he could on my son and brought it into the pod and passed it around to the other inmates to have my son harmed. Oh, my gosh, because they don't take kindly to uh, pedophile, pe- pedophilia. That, like, that whether they're innocent or not, whether you can prove it or not. Right, exactly. Yes. And, and your son, there's no DNA, there's nothing relating that to Chomos, somebody just sent Chomos. Wow. Okay, so he was 18 when he was sentenced, yet he was how old when he was charged? 18. It was in March. He was sentenced in July because they told him he was going to get the death penalty if he didn't plead. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So, and even worse, we have video and receipt that he was not at the place that this allegedly happened at a different address and different And, and you've got from, that. And, and was this um, Kunzweiler? He was actually at a place out to eat and has video and receipt of that place at the supposed time and date that it happened. The attorney said that did not matter either. Uh, yes, it does matter. Um, it certainly so, does matter. But apparently, no, I'm not going to tell it, you I still have the video, and I'm not going to tell you I still have the receipt. I did at one time. Um, those would be the two things that I need more than anything, but I've moved four times since all this happened because I've just been harassed a 14-year-old girl. Um, she was actually 12. Okay. And like I said, there was proof it never happened. My family was run through the mud. They tried to put it all over the news that we were harassing them and everything else. We had police reports where they broke into our house, the, the victim's going, family. You had to move out of where you lived before. Yes. Just to get away from this. Yes. Okay. And there have been the, four the residents that, that we lived in a trailer park. Um, I'm sorry? The other residents that we lived in the trailer park at the time, the other residents that lived there that knew my son and 
hung out with him were threatened by DHS and the DA that if they testified on my son's behalf, they would lose their children. That's common practice, actually. Yeah. I've heard that a lot. Yeah. That's, um, and, and, and that's, that is, that's illegal because that's obviously interfering with, um, that's, that's interference. That's interference. And, and, uh, but providing proof now, it's not going to happen. Providing proof then, it wouldn't have happened because they wouldn't have spoken up because of the fear of losing their children. Right. Of course. And would they be willing to um I've spoken to them and I've reached out to them lately and they said no, they're out of it because they still have minor children in all in the home. And they are still afraid that DHS will take their children. Well, if they're willing to um fill out an affidavit that um is to be held in uh in uh uh, that w- that won't go public, but yet be investigated. Uh, you might want to have them reach out. Um, okay. Because, uh, it, anyways, and just talk about it uh, on your son's behalf. Um, because that would be something again that, you know, if if you did anything in uh, in Oklahoma. Uh, their fear of losing their children, and and if they're willing to say that in the affidavit, if they were threatened with that, um, that goes that can go to the Department of Justice as well. Okay, I will definitely reach out to them again. Be- I know some of the boys that have turned really eighteen, does. and they are willing to testify now. But <laughs> we've got to get over the hump of seeing if we can even do anything to get him a trial now because he pled guilty. Right. 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 And, yeah, this is this is, um, and so anybody who's listening who has similar stories, we know that this is not um, this is not exclusive to one person. We know this is not a fluke. Um, this is really important that uh, we're able to bring these matters forward. You know, if you, if you fight in of Oklahoma and you're being threatened uh, that you're that you're going to be punished through taking your children or otherwise. Uh, please, 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 injusticeinoklahoma at gmail.com, gmail.com. Uh, reach out, message through um, Injustice in Oklahoma Exposed or um, Oklahomans Incarcerated. Uh, true stories and how they got there. Uh, we really need to hear from you. But this is, um, this like the, um, um, that the bad doctor uh, that we were just listening to. These are very important cases to go forward. Nobody deserves this. Nobody. It doesn't matter whether you committed a crime or not. Um, What's being committed are crimes uh, on others, and that's by state employees. That's not okay. That is not okay. All right. Thank you for being Tanya, brave. Tanya, I'm sure you have plenty of other calls. <laughs> Thank you for being brave and calling in. And uh, uh, I'll be in touch with you. And 
please do, please do. And I know that you spoke to Tina with Tina at length today, and um, yes, um, and I'm in the process of getting her all the, of the documents I have on everything and, and the affidavit. Wait. Yes. Okay, great, great. We're here for you, and um, and thank you for being brave. Thank you so much for being brave. And thank and, you uh, so much, Tanya. For thank you for everything okay. you do. God bless. You have a you. good night. Okay, you too. Okay, um, we have others in queue. Uh, in the meantime, uh, this is another one of those dreadful situations where uh, I don't know why. I just don't know why. Uh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. It's uh, People are just needing to place the blame on somebody to keep their record looking real good when there are crimes that are allegedly being uh, brought forward. In this case, it sounds like the one who really needs the help, the mental help, is a woman who, okay, is is a woman who um, uh, is a little girl who's making these claims, uh, but certainly somebody who is, uh, being charged with something that he didn't do, that's not good. Okay, so Tina, I got your message. We've got um, a Mrs. Smith. Mrs. Smith. Tina, did you let um, Marty know uh, the number she's con- calling from so she can jump online now? No, I didn't. All right, I'll can you that. message her? Marty, we've got somebody on um, that's going by Mrs. Smith. Uh, that that uh, has to get back to work, and she's been on hold, so we want to get her on. Tina, can you help out with that information? I'm getting it. So that she can identify what phone number it is? Let's see what we have here. A 405 area code. The last two numbers are six nine. Is okay. All right, Marty, are you there? Uh, where did Marty go? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I got bounced okay. out. I'm just back in. Okay, thank you. Yeah. So it's four oh five, and the last two numbers are what are they, Tina? Six, nine. Six nine. Six nine. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got you right here. Okay. Thank there you, Marty. You You're open. Yep. Mrs. Smith, thank Hello? you for calling. Yes. How are you tonight? I don't know. We are good. Yeah, kind of nervous. Okay. Well, I want you to know that you're not alone, and I really appreciate your patience coming on. Um, mm-hmm. And. Uh, we're here for you. You can share as little or as much yeah, as good. you want. Um, I'd yes. like to know uh, what county this happened in. Um, well, it he's actually online too. Oh. Um, yeah. And so it, he would like to speak you, as well. Yeah. If you have any questions for him. As for the COVID testing, I can say that Lexington hasn't tested anyone 
it's just on a as needed basis and if they have serious symptoms then they'll test them but like a couple of months ago there was a kitchen worker who tested positive and instead of quarantining you know the kitchen and testing everybody all they did was quarantine the one person that tested positive and then everybody else went back to work the next day Oh, my goodness. So uh, is he on a number that we can give the last two digits um, he's and the area code? Like, he's on a conference call with me, so I don't know if you can hear him. Nope. Hello? Can you hear me? Can you put on speaker? Yeah. Hello. Oh, yeah, we can hear him. Oh, goodness. They hear you. Do you want to remain oh, anonymous? Is that correct? Yes, please. Yes. Okay. <laughs> of course. Of course, um, yeah, and you're on the inside in your Lexington facility. Correct. What Ooh, can you What can you I tell us? I'm sorry. You're on air right now, live, sir. Okay. I think he's just waiting for questions because I told him you guys would ask him a lot of questions. Okay. I don't know. All right. What this, you're in? Uh, what unit are you in in uh, Lexington? Uh, if if you don't feel comfortable answering a question, just let her know that. Oh yeah, don't yes, no, don't forget it. Yeah, don't answer that. Yeah, yeah, he has access to a lot of things. So um, yeah, I I I do have a question for you, sir. Yes. Have you heard anything about these monitors being put into the crawl spaces instead of putting them on the uh, inmates now? I mean, I, that's a rumor I heard. I don't know how true it is. Okay. Like I said, I ain't seen no writing or nothing on paper, just what people mm-hmm. talk about. Yeah, I'm hearing it's yeah. true. I just... Um, yeah. Um, Emily, the the uh, person that we were speaking about earlier that provided the information, um, uh-huh. I contacted, I reached out to that person earlier today who said he thinks it's just a rumor. Just so you know. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. It's just rumor uh, here. Uh, hopefully that's yeah. it. I think we did it. I, I, th- I think we've got a pause on that right now. I know we have a pause mm-hmm. on that right now, but hopefully um, we're, this is going to continue being paused because they know we're going to they know we're going to the Department of Justice with this. So they're in the hot seat right now. What is it like regarding um, the cleanliness or the non-cleanliness, the mold, the food, the COVID? Um, because I've been on the phone talking um, with some offenders. Uh, that are sharing that uh, they've been in quarantine and um, and that uh, they were supposed to be out of this little, you know, uh, five by six or whatever the size is cell a week ago. Are there open cells for um, for people that have been in quarantine and are not any longer uh, at risk of having COVID-19? They somewhat keep them isolated and until they get their little eight, ten days or whatever they do clean or isolated from people, then they repopulate them. Okay. Okay. Um, the, 
the word I'm getting is that there are a few that should be that should be brought back to um, a, a cell, and yet they're they're not, and they're in a single in a single cell. Um, they were, and that they were actually cleared o- over a week ago. And and one one man um, who he's gone public, so I don't mind mentioning his name because um, because he's okayed that. His name is Daryl Wiggins, and. Um, we spoke at length yesterday on the phone and uh and and he said that he was supposed to be released from the quarantine uh about 5 days ago at least he had told us Ms. May you you um you're aware of Miss May right she's a nurse no no uh, no is this yeah is this a different facility Yes. Okay. Okay. Forgive me. All right. <laughs> is that the one that um, abuts, abuts it, Tina? Then. Huh? Is that the one that abuts the other one, Northfolk Fort? No. No. It, we're talking about Lexington, where they're supposed to do the bracelets. Okay. Wiggins oh, okay. is at Lawton. Right. He's at. Okay. Gotcha. Um, no, he's at. He's at Northfolk. Not work. Sorry. Yeah, no, <laughs> so that's okay. Okay, so we're talking. About, all right. Yep. Okay. I got mixed up. Are they doing any disinfecting there at Lexington? Uh, for a show. So only when they need to, they're not doing it. They're not doing it daily or anything like that. They're just doing it when there's people about to show up. Mm-hmm. Try to make it seem and like they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Up? Really? Not uh, too often, I don't think. Are the guards yeah, wearing We really don't get to have no movement or nothing. Say again? Are the guards wearing their masks like they're supposed to? No. You got some that are wearing them, but majority of them, they ain't on them. Are they getting mm-hmm. within uh, six feet of you guys without masks? Uh, some. I'm not gonna say they all do. Okay. Uh, no, we just want we just want your observations and and what you're seeing. You're there, so you are the the true source. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. What is it that uh, that you're seeing regarding the? Um, the care as far as containing, uh, you said it's for show, that it's for show. So are you saying that, do you see black mold? Do you see fungus? I know it's here. Are there puddles of water? I know, I know, yes. Okay. What about the medical care there? Oh, it's slow. Can, can can we can we discuss the black mold just a little bit more in depth and the and the, the still water a little bit more in depth? Yes. Um, what to what extent are you seeing the black mold and where is it? You'll find it you'll find it in A and R, a lot of it. Okay. And then a lot of it you probably look under some paint that has been painted. They just paint over it. 
Okay. And, and how long have you been there? Uh, ten years. Okay. Okay, so about uh, okay, about ten years or more. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, and then, is this typical within that ten years? Uh, it's yeah. Okay. As far as I know. And, okay. As far as you've seen? Yes. Okay. And what about um what about the, the puddles, the water, the leaks? Yeah, they've got window seals and sails that leak because they're either corroded or the ceiling ain't fixed the sit roof to where it leaks in. There's bad leaks everywhere, and it just stands in spots because it's built on, like, heels. Okay. And um, and what do you sleep on? Uh, a bunk. All right. All right, so you sleep bunk on a bunk. Heads. Okay. Yeah. And what do, you, what do you get for a blanket? Are you cold in the, in the winter? Uh, not where I'm at now. Okay. And what was it like before? Well, previous before, yeah, it was cold during winters and hot during summers. Okay. And that was within the same facility but a different unit. Is that yes. correct? Correct. Okay. And how many uh, would you say now, what, what percentage of population uh, is experiencing um, that being cold in the in, in the in the winters and hot in, in the summer? Like, is it cold in the winters to the point where uh, any of that the water is freezing up at all? Well, uh, that uh, duck working on four is bad, so they're not really getting too much air. Period. Okay. Because it's missing for whatever reason. Okay. Uh, what is the electric like there? Are there any open wires that you're aware of? Are there any leaks, any gas leaks that you're aware of? You know, where like around yeah, there's the gonna be the electric. Uh, yeah, there's gonna be electric wires exposed. Okay, so there are a lot are of that comes from wires. like when guards shake down, they tear it up and don't put it back together. And is that common? Yeah, it happens a lot more often than you think. Okay. Uh, in your opinion, are these shakedowns taking place as a result of something or, you know, I'm sure sometimes it is as a result sometimes of something? Really, yeah, some is random, but a lot of times uh, it's for whatever reason, getting revenge because they don't like them for whatever reason. Or they done pissed them off for the day, pretty much for whatever reason they want. Okay. All right. Um, And can I ask you something? Uh, Are you aware of corrections officers that are engaging in uh, facilitating the um, passing off of contraband? It happens. Okay. And are they making money? Uh, I'm pretty sure they are by doing that. Okay. Okay. 
And as far as drops goes, um, are they turning the other way? Uh, depends on who it is or what they're trying to do. You know what I mean? Yep. If you're not opposition. Yeah, if you're not in their circle, then you're, you're pretty much X'd out. Uh-huh. Right. So it's important to be in their circle so that, you know, you have um, your perks, so that you have your ability to, you know, talk to people on the outside. And you pretty much got to do what they say and expect them to do, like, Because other people, I mean, I don't know. They got a lot of people that work for them. On the inside? Yes. Okay. Just because they get threatened for whatever reason. All right. What can you say about the warden there? Uh, The warden, I mean, I don't know too much. He's been here before, and personally, I don't like him. Okay, and what's your reasoning for that? I mean, he don't. I mean, I don't. I believe he don't be doing his job like he's supposed to. And he just whatever he says goes. And I, mean, I guess that's how it works. If you're the boss, <laughs> what would you like him to do? Uh, treat us like everybody else, as far as facilities, state facilities. Mhm. Okay. Because all he did since he came in was take. Take and take. Take away. Yeah. Like he took away all the candy, all canteen. Huh. We can't have syrup. We can't have uh, jelly. Yeah, we can't have a lot of stuff here. So um, let me ask you, if you... If you were... Um, to file a grievance report or request um, something from staff, what is typical regarding a grievance? Would you dare file a grievance? uh, It all depends on, I guess, what it's about from how they would answer it. Because as far as request of staff, whatever you're complaining about or it may not even get answered. Oh, you should tell him about that one guy. You don't have to give names. Like, know how he did the request to staff, and she didn't do it in a in a timely order. So then, when he called her out on it, she said something about sexual harassment. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Can you share that with us? That situation. I mean, I know the dude, because he, he's about to get out. Because he was needing okay. some information so they can push his, and then he put a request of staff in asking her to do her job, whatever it was that he wrote on it. And then they end up kind of roughing him up and taking him to lock up. Cause he really? was telling her to do her job. Yeah, they kind of roughed him up a little bit, threw him in DU for a few days and let him back out. And what and what was it that he was asking for? And if you, if you're not comfortable saying this, then don't. I mean, he was trying to get because he was like I said, he was about to go home, uh-huh. so he was needing some little extra more days somewhere. 
Now to put him out just as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly the wording he put down. All right. Well, could you be sure to let him know to reach out to us when he's uh, out? I would let him know. Oh, he ain't out yet. He's still in here. And how? when do you expect that he will be released? Uh, I guess I'll talk to him and find out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is the the food like there? <clears throat> Excuse me. I guess it's edible, I guess. Okay. Personally, I choose not to eat it. Okay. Is it the same as what it was in the prior uh, part of the facility that you're in now? Does that change depending on where you are? No. Unless you got money and go to canteen. Okay. I do know one of the area fast food places donated expired meat to yeah, Burger King. Expired. Yeah, and Lexington served it at supper. Oh, God. Okay. And that and was probably was what, like, compared to what they're used to. Yeah, it was like in June or July. I, I don't remember how expired the meat was, but... Yeah. Uh huh. They said it was. They said it tasted good, though. That was good at Burger King, you know, because you know they. I mean, their standards would be different than, you know, than other standards. I would imagine. So, you know, I mean, look, I I still I still eat some things that are expired. I'm a vegetarian, so I don't eat meat. But but mm-hmm. um, you know, if things expire on me, I smell them. First. You know, I take a look at them first. What do I see? Doesn't always mean that it's gone bad, right? But, um, yeah, uh, I'm just glad yeah, that. I mean, ahead. he's been at a at a different facility where they saw um, boxes that said "not for human consumption" when he worked that in the kitchen. Uh huh. That was the next yeah. question. And what facility was that? Yes, I was here. At Lexington. Okay, it was there. Yes. Okay. Okay. And and what is your sentence, if you don't mind me asking? Approximately. Don't give yourself away. Well, it's unimportant. <laughs> okay, that's fine. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um. Have you witnessed any kind of physical abuse, corrections officers? Yes. They can you uh, rough up and abuse people that they know they can do it to and get away with it? All right. Uh, and I know. Uh, go ahead. I was. I was going to say there was. Um, when I first started to visit him at uh, Lexington, there was one incident where um, this guard, like there was a man that had a tray of food and he was carrying it to one of the units and this guard comes and he sees the man with the tray. I mean, he's got a handful and he bumps into him on purpose and like all the trays spill onto the ground, onto the sidewalk. And he was like, man, you saw me. And that guard, he just, like, stepped in that guy's face and said, what? What are you going to do? 
He's like, man, I got to pick these up now. And he's like, that's right. And then the guard walked off, and I was like, that's not even right. And he's like, that happens all the time here. Happens all the time. So, you know, I... So do you you feel supported in any way at all, Um, you know, or or to what degree do you feel supported by staff um, as an offender inside of this facility? Uh, Do what again? Uh, To what degree do you feel supported by staff? I understand that uh, you feel that the warden is not – um, it, the warden is simply about just taking away, uh, as opposed to, as opposed to you know, providing anything. Like it's this warden now is just all about, you know, making, you know, taking it away anything special that might have been there for you. And how long has this warden been there? Uh, he just got here a couple months ago recently, but like I said, he was here before. He was here before. Okay. And then he left and went wherever he went, and now he's back. And now he's back, and that really stinks. Um, are you able to take any kind of online classes or anything like that if you wanted to? Um, uh, they so rarely got any type of – they really ain't got no uh, programs here, really. I mean, they're getting, trying to get these church programs started, but not everybody's into religion. Right. They they used right. to have all three Botex for electrical, plumbing, and HVAC. They ain't got none of them now. And as of when have they not had that? They ain't had that for a few years. Okay, so that has nothing to do with uh, COVID-19. They've just stopped offering No. That. Yes, they just stopped offering that because it's not because of COVID. Okay. Um, do you feel that, um, as an offender, uh, that you or what you've seen regarding, uh, others, that the treatment has been like, like mentally beating down or, uh, you know, abusive or, you know, do they try to, uh, make you feel like you're, you know, good for nothing yeah, they try or... To... Staff, yeah, staff tries to intimidate you and make you feel worthless. Like they're not doing, they're not, they're making it seem like they're better than us when they do the same exact thing. Right. So you're saying they're criminals themselves. Yes. And and they're. They're corrupt. They're corrupt. They're corrupt. Okay. Agree. I agree. Um, because we've heard this over and over and over again. Um, so you have seen physical abuse that was without um, being called for? Yes. I'm sorry. Have you yourself been victim to that at any point? Um, uh yeah, other times I was roughed up. Okay. Sorry to hear that. And uh, and by the way, um, Mrs. Smith, I, I'm sorry mm-hmm. to ask that question. No, I you're mean, fine. I know you're mom, and I'm sorry to ask that. No, you're fine. 
I just by the way the staff carries themselves. Um, I think sometimes when the visitors come, the staff forgets, and they still carry on this mentality with the with the visitors. And I've had to make it known that you know we are not inmates. You do not talk to children like that. I don't care what size, what age, you do not talk to children like they're inmates because there was one instance where my son didn't know to close the door and the staff is yelling at him to shut the door and I told her, do not yell at my son. Do not yell at him. Good for you. You could, yeah, I was like, you could tell him. We are not inmates. So, you know, address us properly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... I, it, it was just it. He told me not to let it ruin the visit. So, right. yeah, it, it took a, it took a lot for me to calm down just because that was my child, and right. he was. Yeah, you don't talk to kids like that, and you don't talk right. to other people like that. I I don't care what position you're in. Right. I mean, that's why I say the guards set the mood. The the, the loved ones are in there and they have been sentenced for a crime that they committed. Some are over-sentenced, and some are actually innocent. But uh, I think most that are inside will say, yeah, I did this, I did that, okay? And they're doing their time. They're paying their price to society. But part of that price does not give a free pass um, to be abused by uh, the state of Oklahoma, and our uh, Lawton is actually, forgive me, Lawton is a private prison. Um, so they're not employees of Oklahoma. So I do have to uh, say that because this is Lawton. Am I correct? Am I remembering correct? No. Lexington, I think, is the prison that Lexington. That's the prison okay, that everybody okay. has to go through. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is headquarters. Okay, so this is a state prison. So it does not yeah, give yeah. permission. It does not get permission then. I and I apologize. It's whew, my head. You know, there's so many uh that I'm uh, just taking messages from right now. Okay, so there's so so this is a state run facility and it does not give this state to uh put upon the offenders additional punishments that are unconstitutional, um, cruel and unusual punishment, cruel and unusual punishment. What can that be if you are being demeaned emotionally, if you are being physically abused, if you are being deprived of any of your constitutional rights that you do have as as an inmate in a facility, you do have your own constitutional rights. They are not the same as if you're not inside, but you do have those rights. And if you are uh, being intimidated, if you are rightfully so in fear of retaliation, then you are still being abused. Then you are being abused, and that is beyond the sentence that you was handed down. And this is why it is very, very important um, to bring this stuff to the surface. And um, and you being on here talking with us is huge. It's absolutely huge. Let's talk about the medical care there now. 
Yeah, I'll be writing. How uh, how is the medical care? The medical care, I mean, it could be way better. Okay. I mean, uh, I guess I don't, they're blaming it on COVID. Why it's so slow and takes forever. And do you find that that happens to be the case, or um, that it's always been like that? I believe COVID ain't got nothing to do with it. Just them being lazy and don't want to do their job. Okay. That's from what I see. Uh, Have you seen any uh, suspicious deaths? Uh, I mean, I don't know what you mean by suspicious. I'm not around when the person dies. And I don't right. know what his story is, what happened. Okay. Okay. Um. How's the food now? How late have you guys getting your meals? What what did you say, Emily? Was that you? Yeah, I said, um, how how late are you guys getting your meals every day? Uh, it depends on the eating uh, the eating schedule, but here it's I guess it's a uh, decent time five a little after five. Okay. Before count. Okay. Okay. Uh, All right. So I I understand that there is a a little bit of a a time push right now, Uh, Mrs. Smith. uh, Am I correct? Yes. Okay. All right. Um, So uh, I'm aware that uh, we've got your number and uh, uh, Mrs. Smith's number and and that um, we will follow through and follow up on this. Uh, I want to thank you, sir, for taking the time to enlighten us uh, to, uh, yeah. to your firsthand accounts and for your honesty, for your, you know, for your very even-tempered and, and your, and you just, you know, you can tell that, you know, you're not trying to inflame anything. You're just saying it as it is. And that's exactly what we need and what we want. Mm-hmm. Is there anything and, uh, else that's that you what it can add? Okay. And and, yeah, we'll and is there anything else that you can add to this um, before we uh, move on to the to the next caller? Uh, like, what would you like us to know, and what needs to be done in your opinion? I mean, I, I mean, I got a lot to say, but the time ain't going to allow it. Okay. Uh, Will you come back on call again? Call it quits for now. Oh, uh, sure. All right. All right. Thank you. Please, please be safe and God bless. All right. Be safe. You and, too. And 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 and, and let uh, let Raiders beat let the those cheese. inside know that we are fighting for them. <laughs> All right. Say? Thank you. All right. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you.
Thank you. Well, how often is it that um, we have the ability to um, hear directly um, from somebody inside like that? Um, I've had that opportunity so far twice on the show, like in the last four or five months. So this was a third time. And, um, and, and that takes guts. And that takes guts. But this is why you have people on the inside doing this because um, it's the only way that they can get the truth out. Mm-hmm. And if they were allowed to um, complain without getting roughed up, right, without having, you know, false charges put on them, I think more people would be doing that. But uh, the intimidation, this is nothing new, is it? This is nothing new. We have heard this time and time again. And I don't care what really pretty, positive, fake story Oklahoma Department of Corrections is putting out in their press releases, in their commercials, um, it's counter. Am I right? Let's talk about this. Am I right? Oh, you are so right. It's insane. I'd be watching her. I'd be watching her little videos, and I can't do nothing but laugh at the lies. You yeah. can tell everything is staged. Right. Right. You know, but I do. I do want to say something to you about the retaliation. Okay, I mean, you know, every everybody knows my son is locked up. And last week I I did that news article that came out and my name was in it. My name's on a lot Oklahoma of stuff. Watch. Yep. Nothing has happened to my son at all. Nobody has said nothing to him, come to him or anything. The more you put yourself out there, they're not going to mess with your loved one. I'm finding that to be the case, actually. I, I really am. I'm finding that with Daryl Wiggins uh, because he was, you know, got him out of a situation that he was in. Now he just needs to, um, you know, he wasn't being allowed to get on the phone, uh, but we just need to get him out of quarantine now um, because I let him know that, you know, if, if there's blood on their hands, I know, you know, we're all going to know, you know, where exactly. it came from. And so I just want I, mean, I, I just want people to know not to be scared of it. Yep. Do not be scared of retaliation because, like I said, my son's final example. Nothing is happening to him at all, mm-hmm. or has. Well, you, you know, if you want to come out and, and talk about things directly, um, you know, let us get you on. We've got your back. Because when something is made public, it's you know what I mean. It's a whole yeah. lot. It, because then you're being watched. Then then you're being watched. Then then we know because we have heard this story. Um, you know, I did. Yeah, I, I did hear wanted today to call in, too. but couldn't get through. Oh, but, but, um, I couldn't get through. So it's actually. When I was on that, that um, oh, shoot, what's his name? Bobby showed today when he was talking about the DOC employees. 
And he said that is a he he used to work he used to be a correction officer and the only way to the, to explain what he, he he's kind of like the union head guy over DOC for correction officers he speaks on their behalf okay and he he said today that there's over 200 people with the virus and quarantine at Joseph Harp and a lot of number of staff members have it, and he doesn't understand why it's not listed as a hot spot. They're just not addressing it. They're just not addressing it. And I've actually pulled up their numbers today. Um, before we move on to that, um, I've got uh, something that this woman was trying to get through, but we've been messaging each other a bit. She said, I talked to my son. Again, and it's heartbreaking because he said that someone came to see him, but they said that he's faking. It, so when I say that he's he's faking, um, they're claiming that uh, he's a faking um, having symptoms. Yeah, um, and yeah, symptoms. Yes. Um, yes, so, a lot. A lot of a lot of inmates are being told the same thing, especially at North Fork. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Um, and I'm not going to give certain names here because I don't want to. I want to make sure that I'm protecting uh, this information right now. Uh, so, uh, but she said uh, that her son said that her son is literally in tears because he's of his um, um, uh, health. Okay, that's all I'll say. And um, and he feels that he is actually being, uh, they're playing mind games with him. Uh, she said he hasn't been that way before. Uh, now, th- this woman who is sharing this information we, with me actually has a master's in rehabilitation counseling. Oh, nice. Um, so, <clears throat> he... Uh, so he was given a write-up for uh, making a complaint and asking for help. He was giving a write-up. Um, the case manager is not helping. Um, and, I, again, I'm kind of going through this, and I'm not sharing specifics because I want to protect people Uh uh, she has called the main Department of Corrections office, and they refuse to connect. Uh, they refuse to take her call. Um, so, I mean, how often have you guys heard this? I'm hearing this an awful lot. Yeah, I'm hearing it, uh, an awful lot, too. And if you will send me her information so I can reach out to her, um, I have an email, and I know who she somebody that we need to contact about that, that will actually help. Okay. I've got to just double check uh, which facility this person is in. Okay. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So thank you for that, Emily. Uh, We really need to get um, this in affidavit form. We need people to send affidavits. Uh, We've got, we've got a, we got a bunch, but it it is the more, uh, the better it is. Huh. Okay. So what else can you guys tell me? Is anybody else on Marty? Because we have just a few minutes left really, but I want to make sure if anybody else is on, 
um, that has something to say that we can get them on uh, before we sign off for the night. Uh, I'm not sure. Somebody told me they were in the queue, but I don't know if they still are. Right. I haven't been able to get in touch with her. Yep. I've had a couple saying that as well, that they're in queue. But that's why... Go ahead. Go ahead. If you're in queue, people, if you are in queue, message one of us here tonight so we can tell the producer... um, that, you, that you're looking to comment, and and uh, pre- make sure you press number one as well, because we definitely need uh, to let the producer know that you're wanting to come on. I know she keeps on getting bumped out, um, and that's not good. Uh, shame on, uh, on on Blog Talk Radio for that. They need to fix that uh-huh. problem. But I also don't doubt that you know people try to hack. Um, <laughs> we've been hacked before. Uh, it won't be the last time, and 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 mind you, that means we're doing a really, really good okay. job. Okay, Tanya. Party. You have yes. a you have a caller on area code five eight zero. You're live and on the okay. air. Okay. Okay. Super. Hi. Thank you for calling in. Yes, ma'am. I'd like to tell everybody about an incident that happened to my son in the last three weeks. Um. My son went to SEG because he didn't do anything violent, but they didn't maintain the cell area, so they put him in SEG at Lawton. And while he was in SEG, several of the guards kept opening the doors, spitting on him and the cellie, telling them they were going to catch COVID, cussing them. And I know this to be true because some of the guys upstairs have written me and told me they could hear what they were doing to my son and his cellie. And a guard opened the door about the time the other guard was going to say something. And I don't condone this at all, but my son and the silly hit the cop. Well, I couldn't find anyone that could tell me where my son was for almost two weeks. And some man was walking by an old building that they don't use anymore. And he called me and said he found my son. Would I talk to him? And I said, you found my son? He said, he's been without food or water for over four days. He said, I'd like to help him. He said, "Uh, is there something, buddy, down here you know that I could go to that would help us get him some food today? And I could hear my son through the door, but my son couldn't hear me. Oh, my God. And I still haven't haven't been able to talk to my son, but I know that he was transferred. How old is he? I'm sorry? How old is he? He's 29. Hey, so sorry. Um, I do know that he arrived in in another prison because he was able to write us a letter, but both of his hands are broken, and we don't know anything else. I I don't I can't say that, ma'am, because I do know he hit somebody. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. I do I do know that no human being can go that long. If it was a pet, USDA would shut you down. So why were those boys put in an old building with no food or water? Whether they were hit or not, they still have rights. Yes, ma'am. You know what I mean? mean, Go ahead. Go ahead, Emily. um, I'm trying to think what building shut down out there. They said it was over by 8, House 8. 
but I don't know. I mean, I couldn't tell you. I don't, I, my son was there for five years, but I never knew which building he was in, if that makes any sense. Of course it does. Of course it does. I'm a Can you do me a favor? Can you, do you know the, um, uh, Emily's got a lot of inside information. Can you do me a favor? Can you, uh, you, uh, did you reach us to a link? Yeah. Okay. Can you please message through, through that page and share yes, more information? I've got less than a minute to shut down tonight. Um, All right. Thank you guys but, for but we want to be in touch with you. We want to be in touch with you. And, um, and make sure that you're followed up on. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. Please, when please message. I'm so sorry to cut you off. You're so brave. It's God okay. Bless you. And uh, please message. Let let me know. Let us know that um, you're the one who called in right before we had to close tonight. Okay. All right. Goodbye. Thank you so much. And we'll get you back on again thank too. You. Okay. Thank but you. Most importantly, we want to help. Okay. All right. I want to thank, thank you, you, Emily Barr. So for calling in, uh, I mean, for being here with us tonight and for being uh, uh, so informative and, you know, having such great information and uh, with all of your inside connections, Tina Gertz, Tina Gertz, for doing so much work. I want to thank you so much for coming on and co-hosting tonight with me. And I would never hear enough from you because I'm blabbering my mouth too much. Uh, but thank you for gathering the data, for sharing everything that you're sharing while we're on. I want to thank Marty Oak, ATS Radio Network, um, uh, for um, all of your efforts in making sure people are getting on. Uh, well, hopefully we can figure out this uh, being knocked off stuff. And, and uh, Stephen Burke, 89.9 KLRB FM, Lighthouse Christian Radio in Oklahoma. I'm Tanya Hathaway with Tanya Talks, where your voice is heard and your story is told. Please tune on in this coming Tuesday night at 730 Central for more. And as well, this Thursday night on 89.9 KLRB-FM, Tina Gertz and I host Oklahomans Incarcerated True Stories and How They Got There. God bless and good night.